Welcome to a FortiGuard Threat Intelligence Podcast. I'm Alex Harvey. And I'm Douglas Santos. Today, Microsoft Bounties on Election Software SDK, Forfx Botnet Sextortion Email Chain, Facebook Pays for Security uh, Bounties in Third-Party Apps, and last but not least, sudo user minus one. So with that, Microsoft Bounty. So Microsoft is having a bounty on an election software SDK that they've released, which is called Election Guard, which is designed to do end-to-end verification of votes. So they have a bounty for up to $15,000 US for vulnerabilities in this platform. Mm -hmm. Um, It's an open source platform. It's been released. It's out there to basically provide governments with a kind of framework to help them verify votes from start to finish Mm -hmm. with an election platform. Yeah, it goes uh, against what many countries seems to be the, the de facto standard of doing security by having their vote electronic voting machines as closed software, not open to anyone other than themselves. But that's not actually how this works. Security by obscurity is never the best way to go. And by having Microsoft not only making available uh, this election a software SDK, but also allowing um, a bug bounty, bug bounty program to be uh, enabled on and allow and and unrestricted to all researchers, that really puts um, a real uh, a real information gain, right? And on top of that, they're they're really looking for uh, looking out for everybody yeah, to some degree. But I'll yeah. add to that is so about two years ago at DefCon, we started to see um, the start of what became the Voting Village this year in 2019. Um, and basically they had election machines there and they were looking for vulnerabilities and leaked data and votes. And they found like votes on previous machines. They found um, the data from the votings and, and the elections and all that. And it, it basically showed that these machines, one, were not being properly secured and two, um, they weren't being properly cleaned up or handled if you want. So seeing a big company like Microsoft throw money behind, one, something they're not really going to make money off of. It's an open source platform. Mm-hmm. They're doing it because they think it's the right thing to do is really nice to see. Because securing that election platform, if you're doing it for money, there's always going to be a certain amount of conflict of interest. So the fact that it's being done kind of here it is out in the open for everyone to use is really nice to see as part of the democratic process. Yeah. And at the end of the day, a strong democracy will always foster new business and help yeah. grow in business, yeah. continuously striving. Right? Okay, so that's Election Guard SDK. It's written in C++. Mm-hmm. It's on GitHub. Um, you can check it out if you're interested in it. Mm-hmm. But it's really nice to see that. And there is bug bounties on it, up to $15,000. Maybe, you know, you can make some Very money off of it. Yeah. So 4PX botnet, uh, it's a fairly old botnet, about 10 years old. Um, estimates are about 450,000 infected systems. Um, and what's currently going on, which is kind of sad, is it's being used to send out spam emails, extortion emails. Mm-hmm. So these spam emails are the, I have videos or a picture of you committing an act that's improper, mm-hmm. send us money or these will go public. Um, they're, uh, they're very elaborate, right? Yeah. The, the sextortion emails that are being sent to those victims, they are, they are using uh, um, breached credentials to make sure that, uh, so they're leveraging e- uh, breached database with emails and passwords. And when they're sending those emails, they're sending an email that reads like this. Hey, I, I've, I've seen that you have this old password, so I have your data and please send uh, a specific amount of Bitcoins or else I'll, I'll share all your data with the world, especially the data that you don't want to. So they are leveraging uh, these uh, breached databases of emails and passwords 
in order to make these uh, emails more convincing and enticing to the user, right? Yeah, so they're saying about 27 million potential victims mm -hmm. are being targeted from this. So we've seen a lot of breaches in the past couple of years, including a couple of fairly big adult sites and um, and the likes, and I suspect that that might be where they're getting some of the email Most addresses. Likely, yeah. yeah, that they're using to target this. Yeah. But they're definitely creating an email from a template, but they have a little bit of information about the user mm -hmm. that's not necessarily public, and by or they don't, the user doesn't think is public, yeah. and they're using that to kind of be like, I have this data. Do you want to reach out to me so that I don't share something that's improper? Um, yeah, it, it looks like a trend because uh, a couple of months ago, we've seen a pop, uh, another sextortion campaign named Save Yourself. And researchers are linking the infrastructure of these two botnets together, which, which may, may lead to believe that they, these two campaigns may be from together. the same threat actor. Yeah. yeah. So I will add that the botnet is only being used kind of as an email proxy, mm -hmm. right? It's being used as a way to just send out the emails. So they're not all coming from a handful of servers. The mm -hmm. emails are coming from 450,000 systems rather than coming from like four or 10 or 100. Um, so they're really just using them as email proxies if you want, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, is something they need to do because they're sustaining a rate of over 30,000 spam emails per hour, mm -hmm. um, which is a lot of emails. Yeah, they're making good money. Uh, one of the one of the block uh, Bitcoin wallets that they've been monitoring, uh, it looks like it's closing into a hundred thousand dollars right now. So, yeah. Yeah. so that's that's decent money yeah. for a scam. Yeah. So moving on, Facebook um, is paying for security bounties on third-party apps. So Facebook ecosystem, um, be it on Facebook.com mm. or on the mobile app, supports these third-party applications. Millions of them. Yeah, millions <laughs> of them. Yeah, they're web-based. A lot of them have been. Um, unfortunately vulnerable and it's one of the reasons why Facebook has ended up with egg on their face in the past couple of months with breaches a lot of them have been because of third-party software um, I think the last two breaches on Facebook have actually been or data leaks mm -hmm. have been connected somewhat to this third party um, so I think Facebook is finally taking a little bit of a stance on it um, they're doing a bounty program for these third-party software that runs our third-party apps um, $500 minimum payout if something is found. Yeah, but there's a twist, right? Yeah, there uh, is the, a twist. The app developers must, must opt into this program. Yep. And most likely, the app developers that are not too security conscious won't actually do yeah. it. But at, at least it's a good action from Facebook. Yeah, yeah. so the, the opt-in that's required is that the app vendor has to go in and basically set up what they consider a secure disclosure mm -hmm. policy, right? So once they set up how that disclosure is going to be handled, for the vulnerability, then Facebook adds them into the list of apps that are under, basically allowed to be, um, or have part of the bounty uh, allocated to them. So if something is found, someone who found the vulnerability will get a bounty from it. Mm -hmm. So hopefully a lot of app developers will take interest in this. Mm -hmm. um, the one thing I'd love to see Facebook do would be show which apps are actually in oh, the yeah. bug bounty. Like a verified, yeah, verified yeah, yeah. or being like, hey, you know, this app mm -hmm. is, you know, they have a secure disclosure. Yeah, They're, they've gone through and they've done some security stuff. So at least, you know, when you're taking a quick look, you can see. Because I guarantee you right now, figuring out which ones are and which ones are not in this program is going to be a nightmare. Yeah. And it seems to be a trend, right? Uh, Google also has recently expanded its bug bounty program to, uh, uh, to do bug bounties on um, Android apps that has more than 100 million downloads. Yeah. So those that are very popular. Yeah. I can say that I'm happy with those yeah. two companies yeah. <laughs> right now. <laughs> well, we've got three that have, have yeah. you know, the Google bug bounty, which is fairly recent. Mm -hmm. The Microsoft has always had bug bounties, but mm -hmm. one on an open source election software. 
Yeah, and Facebook on third party, again, not on their code base, but on mm-hmm. code base that they are unfortunately dependent on to a certain degree that they're opening that up to bounties as and, well. As and privacy. has access to their data, right? Yeah, has should, ac- yeah. Which is a big one. Yeah. So the last one, I'm just going to start with whoops. Um, <laughs> so it's the pseudo user minus one or 42949672952295. Um, there is a very specific use case with sudo, which is a Linux command, super user do, mm-hmm. um, which basically allows a user to masquerade as root. Mm-hmm. So they must already have sudo, but not have access to the root user which is not a very common sudo config. Mm-hmm. Um, the default configuration for sudo on pretty much all the distros are, if you have sudo, you can masquerade as root. Um, it's very rare that root is not allowed as a masquerade user for mm-hmm. sudo. But if it is not allowed as a masquerade user for sudo, mm-hmm. you can basically do sudo space tack u um, pound dash minus one space id space dash u and that basically tells sudo hey i want to masquerade as the user number minus one Mm -hmm. and dash you drop it in so and essentially what ends up happening is you try this and it will give you root even if sudo is specifically set their sudo is file specifically set to not allow root actually it has to be configured to not allow root right so because by uh, default yeah sudo Sudo, will um, allow root masquerade so unless that specific setting is there to say don't allow root for users this won't it's it's not a vulnerability unless you have you have that setting configured right and that's because the function that actually converts the id uh incorrectly treats minus one minus one with an equivalent of the highest integer for 32 bits, and that's equal to zero. And that vulnerability is affecting pseudo versions up to the latest releases version, that's 1.8.28. Yeah. That was released like weeks ago, I guess. Yeah, and this also affects the largest number that you can Mm -hmm. enter because of the wraparound. Mm -hmm. So it just wraps around and tricks the largest number. It tricks it, yeah. So 42949672295 goes over by one, so it wraps around. So it appears as the same number as minus one, and boom, you end up at zero yeah. again. I won't say that this is as bad as Heartbleed or Shellshock because it's not remotely exploitable, but it is as dumb. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the mistake that was made is fairly yeah. simple, yeah. Um, but because it's a very rare use case mm-hmm. of pseudoers or yes. pseudo, like thinking about it, they would only be used in a handful of like large corporate companies that might have... Cloud providers. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that are doing it where they do pseudo to an admin account rather than sudo to root, mm-hmm. um, which is not very common, but for logging purposes and auditability might be something yes. that these companies need to do. Um, mm-hmm. That would be the only case I can see this yeah. cropping up. Mm-hmm. Um, it would not be very common, mm-hmm. I can tell you that much. So, I know that in small environments, I've never actually seen that. Yeah, because pretty much everyone, when you use sudo, typically mm-hmm. you're masquerading as root to do something admin-related on the server and mm-hmm. then drop back out of sudo. Yeah. So Most likely if you're in a very complex environment with different uh, privilege levels and separations, that's that may be a concern, but yeah. Yeah, that's it. That would be the only case. So actually schools might be another one. Oh, yeah. Might see that. Yeah, Large exactly. compute labs, yeah. uh, yes. high-performance computing labs yes. might have something like that where they create a user that's being used specifically for software installation that's being given to people to exactly. use. Yes. So they sudo into this account to install something and then to do that they don't have root access to the cluster. Exactly. That might be where yes. this one is. But anyways, I think that's all we have for you today. Yeah, hope you guys enjoyed it. Enjoy, have a good one. See ya.